Well, hello, everybody. This is the Woodworkers Podcast. I'm Ben Brunick, and I'm joined with Ramon Valdez and Philip Morley. Um, and we're just uh, we've been we've been talking a little bit beforehand, and we're just going to get right into the the podcast. Just how's everything? How are you guys doing? Hey, good, fantastic. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. So, Philip, what have you been? We'll just get right into what we're working on. What are, sure, what are you doing? Um, you know, again, my, my, my standard here is to look back at my Instagram, but I'm not posting as, as much as I should because I can't, I can't <laughs> remember what I've been doing. It's all a blur. But um, working on the bed, the bed's uh, really close to being finished. Um, you know, I'm back into that glue up. That glue up you were doing was was looking great on. on yeah, Instagram, yeah. Uh, there was actually no glue. I was faking that. <laughs> it, it still Thank looked you. good. Um, <laughs> but I did that mainly because the the client who it's going to, so it's going out to England. But uh, the way it's the reason I got a deadline on it is the client lives here in Austin and he's moving back to England. He's from England originally and he's moving back. So he's you know he's got like a. Uh, a, a company that's going to be packing up all his furniture and pinning it on a, a freight thing and, and shipping it back to England. So this bed has to be on it or else there's a big <laughs> shipping cost that's involved. Yeah, you got to catch the boat. catch huh? that boat. Um, <clears throat> but not a problem. I, I technically have to the 28, um, uh, but I'm going to have it done probably, probably by next week. It's, you know, things get kind of distracted in the shop because I'm teaching and just all the rest of it. My my son went to camp and there's just a lot going on in the summer. You know, it's it's kind of crazy. But, um, yeah, it's all the, all the joinery is done. I've got to do, <clears throat> excuse me, I've, tomorrow the inlay. There's some inlay that happens. And I think I'll do a test on that. And once I know it works, uh, it's, you know, it's good to go. So then I can get some spray on it and get it glued up and get it you know sent to his house so it can get shipped out and then move move That's back awesome. onto the freaking desk <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you are you conversion varnishing the whole thing yes yeah and i i'll i do everything as a uh, uh before glue up before glue up yeah and, this, and, you're, and you're that's doing... it seems like it it's you know at first you're like man it's a lot of work going this route but it is it is uh, really the ultimate it's the way only if way you can. it is the oh man yeah because you can you can sand it so perfectly much better flat, right up into the corners yeah. you know and it's just it really is nice now this bed issue is i have through tenants and so that mm. makes things a little more tricky because they have to get um the bed gets glued up and then the through tenants will be passing out and then i have to tape it tape everything off because it's all finished except for the end of that tenon and then, you know it's <laughs> right. wedged and then it gets in this tradition this is my mentor who was really into green and green and arts and crafts uh, it gets rounded after it kind of blends out of the of the post i keep calling it a leg but there's a post um and then i'm gonna have to probably spray it so i'm gonna have to tape off carefully and then light coats of spray sand and then spray and hopefully uh, it'll be done so but that that through tenon's going to be it's, it's going to be proud right <laughs> yeah because you couldn't you couldn't no do it if it was flush. yeah you'd be Mm-mm. you yep no you'd be screwed no it's just sticking out proud yeah. and it it just makes a bit of a pain where if you just sprayed afterwards you wouldn't worry about taping you don't have to tape stuff up you just go does the glue stick it, to that no the glue doesn't stick it, it come it come that's one of the benefits yeah. actually yeah so any squeeze yeah. out you know just leave it for it just 30 off. minutes and then just peel it off it, it, yeah it's 
And you're using you're using PVA. Yeah, it's just PVA for the tie, for the tie bond one. Okay, so you're able to another, you're able to, to get all of those. <laughs> you're able to little get plug all those, there. <laughs> but you're able to get all those slats. Yes, yeah. Like, you you got to hustle. You got to hustle, but but yeah. you know, I mean, honestly, yeah. my shop. I mean, it's 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 a uh, climate controlled. Uh, how cool? How what temperature do you think it? Um, I usually keep it around around sixty five. Wow, yeah, that's awesome. it's it's yeah usually sixty five, um, and then my wife comes in and bumps it up to like sixty nine, because <laughs> she's like I'm costing too much money. Um, but no, it it, it really is nice. <laughs> it's very very comfortable. Um, but you know everything's ready. It's all laid out. So you just real quick glue and go. Sure. And in this case, those slats, it's not there's the the, the stresses in it are not really pulling on those joints too much. So it's not it's not a big big deal i mean you could almost put most of them in there dry i mean you could just do the middle one you could glue that big middle one sure and then let the rest of them just sit it wouldn't be that big of a deal um but yeah so but we'll see you know how it is anytime you add glue things get a lot more tricky <laughs> yeah right everything goes good even your 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 uh you know your post glue up just your right. clamp session everything yep. is good and then you add glue and everything yeah, yeah it's a real pain yeah, oh, yeah. Then, yeah. Then, then the phone rings yeah your your buddy comes oh man over. I'll tell you, and i'm probably i'm probably the most chill person when it comes to glue up it's it's kind of ridiculous i just <laughs> i've had people come over to to film or take pictures with like whatever and i'm gluing up and i think i've made them nervous They're like uh don't you want to have your clamps i'm like my clamps are you know, five feet away. It's okay. <laughs> They're right there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but, yeah. Spread the glue. Then yeah, I, the I do, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, you got to be prepared. But I think when you do something in enough times, you you kind of you realize, ah, okay, it's not not that big of a deal. Now with the with the you desk, that's a different beast. I was prepared. It's interesting too when you when you start gluing something up and you're clamping something and it's not quite going, you know, the way you right. planned, you just keep on yep. working it and, and you, and you get, get it. it. And, yeah. You know, if you, if you panic and just quit, then that's what it's going to say. But if you keep going, there's a lot of, a lot of times there's things. You oh can yeah, do, absolutely. Uh, and, and it just, you know, it comes it, together. It's really true, man. I tell you, um, going off a little bit on, on what I've been up to, but, this uh i still remember this real clear to, today when i worked with my mentor michael um you know i worked for him seven years and uh we were doing this big church altar and it's basically these huge like glue lamb miters like curved miter and it came together as a miter and you know the, the miter edge was probably three and a half inches long and you know so i did double kind of dominoes they, they weren't dominoes but they're just loose you know slip tenons um above each other so like so like a big row of them and i'm fitting each one and so like, okay that's a nice fit that's a nice fit and i went to glue up but now there was like <laughs> 20 of these things coming together at once and man, I was freaking out. It, I couldn't get it. I was, I was, I already quit. I was like, well, I've got it closed, but it's about a quarter inch gap. It still had to move. I couldn't get it. And it's on a miter and I had special blocks and I had all this stuff ready. And so I was just going to be like, it, it's better to leave that big gap and I will take my Japanese saw, cut it, re freaking, you know, hand plane it down, 
just yeah. pain and then my mentor came through and he's like it's not going together so i said dude I, it's not going together I, you know i've kind of forgot there's so many of these tenons and, and he just ran outside grabbed his sledgehammer <laughs> mm-hmm. gave it and, a big and he put like a bunch of blankets over the damn thing and we've got the clamps pulling so it's pulling down and he just starts bumping it like but pretty hard bumping it you know and it just yeah with that with the pressure from yeah the with the pressure from the clamps and, 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 and then it's smacking, smacking it that's that and it was the, it was it was a what do they call it hydraulic lock type situation, mm-hmm. and and oh, you sure enough glue just poured out. <laughs> I mean, out of like the uh, the actual faces of the the workpiece, the, the pores, the, the pores, yeah, because yeah, you know this thing was getting cut and it basically <laughs> went from long grain almost through end grain and then back. So you guys didn't have like uh, I call them yes, no, in the, in the I didn't. Pins. Now I always do that. Yeah. <laughs> But it, he got it. Yeah. I mean, it it went together and it looked beautiful. There's a few little dings we just ironed out, and there was still so much sculpting and sanding to do. So it, it really taught me a lesson. It all like, worked. And he out. was chill. He was so chill. I was like, okay, this guy's done this a few times. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that helps. Anyhow. That's awesome. Well, how, how about you, Ramon? Well, I'm uh, I'm I'm working on some interior doors for a guy up in Colorado, uh, and they go in a basement, and they're really weird because they're only 75 inches oh, tall. Crazy. Actually, not even that; they're like 74. Um, you know, with a with a jam, there's like 75 and a half or something. Anyway, they're they're custom size. He couldn't find them any anywhere, of course, because you know your doors are six eight standard right. doors. So he asked if I could make them. I'm sure I can make those. And he just wants them. He, I tried to talk him into maple, but he wanted poplar. Is he painting it? They're paint right. grade, yeah. And they're just uh, as ba- basic as you could get with a four-inch, you know, styles. Uh, the frame, the, the rail's down at the bottom a little wider. Then it has like an intermediate one in the middle and then a narrow one up at the top. And it's funny that you were mentioning this about the glue up because I'm gluing this and it's it's pretty hot here. and. In my shop, I can get it down to about 70 degrees with my air condition, my right. cooler. But um, I had the doors open because I was just enjoying, you know, a beautiful Monday morning. And doing this glue up, I thought, he's a little bit warm to be doing this, but I'm, I'm going to do it. And I had done two others, and they went together perfectly. Right. right? But it but it was getting later in the day, you know, or, you know, later in the morning, and it was starting to warm up. I started putting this thing together, and everything's going good. Get it in the clamp. And I've got this gap about a 32nd of an inch. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? And, and you know, I, I didn't panic, but I thought, this is not good. And I I put a block of wood, and I'm smacking it, trying to get it to go together. And um, it wouldn't go. And so I convinced myself, well, it's paint grade. Oh. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to just, you know, bond right, it with right. that or something. Man, have you have been in that situation where I do it all the time, uh, where you start banging on something, and then you just go grab a big ass bar clamp you know and you, you you just you clamp it and then it's like pop it just goes like the well that's exactly what happened <laughs> it was it was it was in a clamp and i was banging it and they wouldn't move and i'm like and i couldn't understand because i knew there was right. no slack i thought i had just ran out of time so i thought well i'm gonna have to bond with that that sucked you know cause, you know you want the glue to squeeze out and it was it was the opposite of that the glue was going in right. <laughs> and i uh started working on the other side i'm checking them to make sure they're laying flat and all of a sudden, I heard oh. it go, pop. <laughs> and nice. it went. So, yeah. 
So that's what I've been working on, some paint gray doors and doing a bunch of face frame and cabinet doors for him. Nice. Also, this house is really weird. So he's got this basement with all these low, low, you know, low ceiling height. And then he has all these access doors that he needs. He wanted one over his electrical panel, which I don't know, probably illegal. In some places, <laughs> yeah, it's not code. In yeah. some places. But anyway... He's got one under his stairs. He's got one over the the water heater. He's got there's like seven of them. So pretty pretty easy job. I, is uh, this the one you're using the belt sander on? Man, yeah. I tell you, dude, you are the master <laughs> with that belt sander. <laughs> I got a lot of DMs oh, over that. You did. It's just really how yeah. I learned, and I I really didn't know there was you know that that it was wrong or nothing wrong with a, it if you can do it another yeah. way. Yeah, like yeah, I mean, if it works, it can't be yeah. wrong, right? It's just not something that people have seen like in the last it's five not years, like freaking fifteen years. <laughs> it, I think it's kind of an old, thing, on, on, old school. Yeah, thing, like you on, know? On, on the on on social right. media or on YouTube or on yeah, whatever. No one uses else, belt you know, sanders just, anymore. Yeah, they don't mm-hmm, see a not belt. Really. They no. see the, I don't. All they see is something from. Yeah, yeah. I don't own a belt <laughs> sander <laughs> until Festool brings one out. No, I'm teasing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think. Uh, you know, I, there's it's such a versatile tool, but the learning curve right. Is, right. is big. And there was a lot of guys that were actually commenting that, you know, like using a hand plane, learning how to sharpen right. a blade and use a hand plane takes way less time to, to get to that skill level than it would be to use a hand, belt, uh, a, a belt sander. Okay. I, and I would have never, I would have never, never thought about that. But in hindsight, I, I would have to agree. I mean, it's yeah. I would tear, a I would of tear curve, things but, up. Uh, I mean, it, and I would probably be throwing that door across the room too. <laughs> I was I was doing a, a sanding an edge with it, you know, and then I then I put my Vesper square on there and I show that it's square and it's it's square all the way down. I mean, it's just you, you can feel that, that three quarters of an inch thickness of the of the face frame against the platen of the belt sander and it just comes out square but uh one guy cracked me up he said man if i did that it would look like a piece of paper (laughs) (laughs) if i did it (laughs) that is amazing you know i you know i used it's like you said it's a skill set and when i was in a cabinet shop when i first came out here they that's how they did all their face frames right it it, you put it you put it onto the carcass you filled it you sanded it and then sanding the face frame edge flush to the case to the carcass and i did it yeah. and i got into it and i i screwed up some for sure and it was it was that feeling like once you kind of get the balance and stuff and the feel for it it really is amazing but i haven't touched one in probably 13 years you know so i know if i picked yeah. it up now and tried to do it i would that last things up that last bookcase i made i all all the uh shelves were done that way that you know i i banded Some, the shelves with I don't know. It was like inch and a half front right. nose, you know, onto some uh, amazing, yeah, uh, classic core, and all that was flushed, flushed up. The finished ends were done. And that do way. you tend to use yeah. like a a more like a a dull belt, not a dull belt, but not like a brand new fresh one? I don't really show this on Instagram because people either a they wouldn't believe it, or two they'd probably unfollow me. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of times I'll use an eighty grit. Oh shit. <laughs> I, I start with an 80 grit to get it flush and if if you put pencil line on the right. substrate you can you can watch it's a it's a beautiful guide because if your pencil line starts to smudge you're right. there you're close right. enough yeah and so i start with an 80 grit and then i switch to a 120 and uh it's and all flush linear, up. it's all linear scratch pattern so exactly it's, it's it's you know it's not it's not like <clears throat> it's not like a da sander where where you're 
where or you know, or your random orbitaling, you know, you're not getting swirls. You know, it's 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 straight. Uh, it's along the grain. That's a that's a heck mm-hmm. of a right. more. It, it hides a lot better. It's a lot more forgiving right. in that you can you know you can use a lot coarser paper. Yeah, you know. but even like on the desktops, you know, um, that that desktop was a uh, uh, a classic core plywood, cherry plywood. And then as I went around the the sides of it, that grain becomes cross grain as you're sanding it. Oh it, yeah. Um, but same same thing. And actually, that sands even better because sanding, you know, cross grain on a piece of wood is, the you know, it sands fast. Right. <laughs> oh. But yeah. it's just a feel, right. you know. But your your plant your your belt sander has to be tuned up good. I keep mine tuned up. The plantains have to be perfect. I take that cork that comes with them and throw that in the trash. Right. And I put graphite. graphite. Right. I put the graphite well, it's the pads, same yeah. principle for my stroke sander. I mean, you yeah, know, it's exactly. The same deal. That's, that, that takes a feel. That yeah. takes practice. And you can and, screw it up. And I did. And the first finesse. I used it, I was like, oh, crap. But yeah, I, it's, <laughs> I, think, yeah I think it takes more skill set to do, like just with holding a belt sander in your hand. But yeah, it's just about the balance. And, and really, it's the feel, getting the feel for it, right? Because that's a pretty big plant, you know, it's four inch by about six inches, and so that's a lot of surface area that you can, you can feel. I mean, if there's, I'm the guys at the shop, you know, when I, when I, when I worked at my brother's shop, I'd be showing them something, or they would be doing something, sanding something, and I would see a little line in the in their work, and I, I'd stop them, and they're like, "What's the matter?" And I said, "Let me see the belt sander." I'd take the belt off and lift up, you know, the take the belt off and look under the platen uh, and under the graphite there would be a little piece of debris that got underneath there making right. a little pattern right. in there. and you know that's just that's just an experience thing i suppose but um yeah i, I dig belt sanders i have three of them and i that's I awesome <laughs> I, i'd also like to i'd also like to add that or at least from my experience and and again i don't you know, there's no sponsorship crap involved, but those Makita, those Makita belt sanders yeah. are fantastic. Oh, that 9401 is, it's I've 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 used. But all, it's just a weight brands. too, that, right? It helps you that the that, heft of it. Yeah, the heft of it. It's got to seem like a the perfect center of gravity is kind of low. It's it's not. It's kind of squatty. Right. Um, yeah, I remember when we were kids, we used to ride those things. Not 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 the Makitas, but the, it was uh, what was that? It was Milwaukee brand. Is what. Uh, the shop you mean like race them down a track type by, thing? Just no, just sit on it and race it across the shop till you, <laughs> till you, till you go flying and eat crap. And now I know what I'm going to do with my kids. It was amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> when I first heard about belt sander races, that's what I thought they were talking oh. about. But no, they're talking the about in a, shoot, in a controlled thing. with, a, <laughs> And then they'll put a kid on top of it. I'm like, that's not a belt sander race. You know, I thought mountain racing was freaking bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, those 9401 Makitas—they—they are—they're—they're the the best, and you can still find them. Um, That's where I got my last one. Um, A buddy of mine actually um, found it on eBay and got it for me, like for a hundred bucks. You could tell somebody had bought it. You know, maybe wanted to sand their deck outside or something. Used it one time. And it looked brand. You know, new, I, so. I said I didn't have one. I have one of those, and I remember it was one one of those things I was cleaning out, and I was like, I haven't used this in years. But I held, you know, I held on to it. I was like, you never know, I might need it for something. It's interesting, you know. A lot of times I'm doing whatever task it is, and I'll think, okay, is this, you know, is this a, a situation for a hand plane? 
or a well, hand plane could tear you up more, man. You know, so like if it, it tears out and you read the grain the wrong or something, or you get some nasty grain, and that's it, you you tear it up with a hand plane with a belt sander. You're not going to have that problem. But the pros and cons, you know, because uh, the clarity of right. the wood does not look the same no matter what grit you use on a belt sander as you know yeah, compared to a hand plane so it's still it's there's, still a, there's trade-offs in in woodworking yeah. like anything else you know yeah <laughs> right. absolutely cool how about you uh ben those uh, those uh epoxy still, doors are still working on the doors still putting 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 things in in bags don't you love that uh that glue brand with uh Western a single pump? stroke pump to get the glue out. Yeah, yeah. It's... And and, and I, I I just I just had to order I just had to order a gallon of the stuff because I I ran you know well I'm not completely that's... out but I'm, I'm because just what you're gluing up the lambs with right with epoxy. Yeah, I'm gluing up I'm gluing up the veneers and I, I'll probably do the um, I'll probably do the joinery with epoxy also i think it's a good idea especially with something that big and the time frame and yeah and that's you that's know the, and it's exterior too right it's, it's exterior oh yeah it's exterior. and and that yeah yeah and it you know in the vacuum bag it's it's nice i've never um, used i've never it, used epoxy for veneer work but i keep hearing about people doing it yeah well with this you know the the, the veneers are you know they're they're an right. eighth inch thick so but even so, um, you know, you get some. You'll you'll get some that'll push through right. the grain. It's just wide, so it's because of the vacuum, yeah. Wide open. Yeah, well, and it'll just the, the pressure. You know, it'll it'll shove up through the grain. But man, I I, I put it through. I, I I do those veneers at like at like what 150 thousandths, so 15 hundredths. So I'm gonna finish off at at you know 0. 0.125. Mm-hmm. But I I glue them on at. 0.15 and then after after the veneers are glued on i put it back through the right and i you know and a five thousand path pass you know it it all the epoxy's cleaned off it yeah just, I, those it, were some it, really good uh good videos and fantastic explanations on on instagram um of the process that was really interesting yeah and it, and it works i mean it works great and then you know and, and then it, you know it if there are like some some areas that are going to be oh for whatever reason the epoxy is going to push through there you know that that small capillary hole for whatever reason that allowed the epoxy through that's filled with epoxy right now. right you know so the moisture the, the the deal is is that if the epoxy gets pushes through there then moisture's not going to be able the to moisture can well and it's and it, your clay the moisture your, would have. i mean it's no problem about finishing i mean it's does it take clear coat yeah because it it it's only sitting on the right. surface and it, there might be there might be a like some capillary spot where it where it goes through but that doesn't cause a problem right. with the finish that's just it's just a like a like a hole that is going what going. kind of finish will you will you use on that i'll i'll use um CPES, which is a, a an ultra penetrating epoxy, and epiphanes probably over the top of it. That's mm, a, interesting. Kind of, a, kind of a I don't know. I, I've done that a number of times, and it works really well. Um, that'll be exterior, and then the interior will probably be conversion varnish. So does that encapsulate it, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, it, enough to keep it from? Well, the wood movement's going to be nil yeah. anyway because of all the quarters on. Yeah, that's CPES. Which is, which is, that, that, that's a that's a I don't know what that 
is exactly an acronym for, but I know penetrating epoxy is part of it. Hmm. I don't I don't know what the C or S are for, but CP the penetrating epoxy. Um, it's about it's like the consistency of like diesel fuel. Oh well, wow. it's really it's it's thin, and it takes a long time. It takes like twenty four hours to cure, and you put that stuff on, and it it'll go on, and the surface will be wet, and you just you put it on, and you, you let roll it, it on. No, nah, I brush I, it? I I brush Spray? it on, roll it on. Oh. I, I don't spray it on because it'd, be, it'd just be a pain in the butt to try to get the gun. You forgot to clean your gun. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you you put it on, and it doesn't really matter how you put it on because it's gonna it's gonna dive. It's gonna go down into the you know into the wood. Mm-hmm. It's, so it's thin. Not, it's not gonna be a um, a film coat. You know, it you're just getting it on there, and and you want it to you want it to penetrate. You want it to dive down in, and you just keep putting it on. And um, let let it soak in, and then within I think it's within 24 hours. You want that to 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 tack up, but not cure. And then you want to put epiphanes, which is a spar varnish. Right, you, spar varnish. So the end the, the end grain you kind of double coat, triple coat, yeah, whatever it takes. Yeah, to... you know areas that are taken more. You give if it starts you know if it starts pooling, then you know hey I'm I'm gonna quit putting anything on there. That's but, interesting. And when you're mixing that epoxy, that uh, um, do you spread it out so it doesn't kick so fast? Because if you mix a large quantity of that, it it'll cure. Yeah, it. it'll kick. I, I I mix it in in these small. I've got these little plastic cups that I get from the uh, grocery store. That's it, what I it, use. They're the cups that the, that you would you get for like sweet and sour sauce. <laughs> yeah, they're just plastic. No no wax. They're, they're not. Yeah, paper. no wax. They're, they're plastic. Think they're, they're just little plastic. Yeah. Cups. They come in like, you know, the ones that I use, I think probably are, I don't know if they're two ounce or four ounce. I think they're probably two ounce. I'd like to, they used to have four ounce at the grocery store, but they got rid of them. So now I'm back to, I'm using two ounce. Yeah, that's what I use I, is I four ounce. Up, I, I mix them up and then I dump them into a plastic paint tray. And then I, I spread that glue with a foam roller uh, on the veneers. Mm-hmm. And that then, works great. And then when that's when that's um, when I've used that up, then I, I mix up another uh, you know another um, amount, two two ounce that that two ounce cup will hold two pumps from, from the each wet. one. Yeah, that's awesome. And but, um, but right at the brim too, so you got to be a little careful with it. Do you coat both surfaces? What's that? Do you coat both? Yeah, both I coat I coat both the veneer. Yeah, I like to do and that the sub, uh, substrate or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But the nice thing about the epoxy is there's no moisture in it, so it doesn't make your veneer Buckle, like all of a sudden right. whirly on you. That, like, that's what like, I kind of like, like about um, you know. But that's weird. I was gonna say I always use Unibond 800, and I always thought it's an alcohol base, but I don't think it is. I think it's I think it's a water base, but it does not. It doesn't call your your veneers like like a cold press, like a you know water base uh, glue. Yeah. will just drive you nuts because I used to do a crap load of veneering man you know you do like starburst type veneer work and it starts cupping on you and it, or, it gr- or it grows yeah it, it, I mean, it, <laughs> it just, grows on you yeah it, it sure can it, it can Arbor. expand yeah it's expand your stuff you're trying to get in the bag <laughs> just yeah. nasty I, those chairs I made not too long ago I, I started with um, uh, well I was just using some wood glue but then I switched to polyurethane glue but that was really, I, I really liked the way it worked with veneer. Right, like Gorilla, is that what Gorilla Glue is? It, exactly, yeah. yep. 
Yeah, there's no there's no moisture in it. Do you it, have to it wet really it down? Well. Do you have to like put water on one side or? That's what the that's what the instruction says to uh, you know uh, moist moisten one side. Okay. I, and I don't know why just one side. Yeah, that's. I but... I like keeping it, it wet. Kicks, like if I'm gluing the... something, I like using a wet rag to to wipe the surface because I think it does two things. A, it cleans off any residual dust that the okay. air hose might not have got it off. Opens pores. And two, it opens the pores. Uh, yeah. yeah, so it uh, it yeah. Uh, helps and, you know, and then prevent, be... uh, what do you call it, static tension or um, surface tension. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you guys used uh, – I'm going to try this glue next. I've got a uh, record-type cabinet thing coming up, and it's all veneer work. Um, Unibond 1. I have it. I- I have not. So the, what, what's the to difference? To deal with that, I mean, I know there's probably a bunch of differences, but the main thing that I know of, it's it's not two part. It's just oh, it's just pour and go, and mm. um, it, it's it's I like it's that already. Perfectly ideal for veneer work and rigid a Is rigid a new... glue line. You know, hmm. Is it a newer product? It's, yeah, it's a new, relatively new product. Yeah, I, I think it's been out for a little while, but it is a new. I, I like the sound of it already. Well, I tell you, I do. You know, it's like anything with woodworking. You know, people ask me, why do you use Tybon one and not, you know, two or three or this, that, the other? And I'm like, you know, unless I'm doing exterior, or I'm worried about water. I'm doing furniture, and my mentor, he, this is what he used, and he's got shit that's thirty years old. And mm-hmm. it's still together, so I'm like, I'm gonna stick with it. It works, you know. Which one do you think dries faster between the one and the two? The one or sets up. The, I think the does. one. I think. I, well, that's. I'm pretty really sure. The only reason I use the the Titan two is because a little bit more open. Yeah, it has time. more open time. Yeah, and but uh, it seems negligible. Well, <laughs> you know, I, yeah, and it's it's like I said too. It's if I had a sharp and it was hot and I was worried about it, then I would probably change things up. Um, but it works and I've never had trouble getting a joint come together well. And and that's the reason I've always used Unibon 800, but they changed the formula on the 800 years yeah, ago. Yeah, that's what you were saying. And yeah, yeah. and it was that um, low formaldehyde and that scared the crap out of me because it screwed up a couple of pieces. And I've used it since and gave it more clamp time. But the fact that you have to mix it and it, you know the clamp time is pretty long it's pretty so toxic stuff too especially when you're mixing it it's freaking nasty so this this yeah this you should wear, you gotta wear a mask sounds really good to me so i'm gonna give it a go mm-hmm. i haven't and, used the uh, unibond 800 in a while but i did like it i i wanted to ask you guys have you ever used the the dap powder um it's a plastic resin glue but it's it's made by dap and it's like a looks like a chocolate powder I I, I, I mean, had, mix it with I, water. It's. I remember watching. I remember watching David Marks always. Yes. Yeah. I've used it. Works, it. It's really good for like for bent laminations. Right. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I think that's the thing too. I, I kind of want to look into, but I believe the difference that I could tell of the Unibond One and the Unibond Eight Hundred. And don't quote me on this. Um, I I know the Eight Hundred is really good for bent laminations. And I'm pretty sure, mm. even though they say the Unibond One um, is a rigid glue line, I'm pretty sure they say in their little description, if you are wanting the ideal glue for bent laminations, use our original Unibond 800. The, yeah, not yeah, the I one. Would, the one yeah. is for flat panel work. You can still use it, but it's probably longer glue time and stuff, uh, clamp time. But That plastic resin glue that I was telling you guys about, 
just a little side note, it needs to cure above 70 degrees. Yeah. So if it's wintertime, you better bring it in the house or turn your heater well, on. That's, the same, the, that's made, the same with the 800. Don't ask me how I know that. You see people throwing the um, electric blanket that's what over I have, back. Yep. Yeah. You'll, you'll yep, see that on my exactly feed, electric right. blanket on that bad boy. It looks yep. fantastic. It really does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good trick. Yeah, and as far as, as, far as like open time, man if if i've got some complicated glue up i i, I grab the epoxy right and then, I, and i'm with I, you i got i got a, i got an hour yeah right <laughs> yeah. right hour mm-hmm. of, of open time you know just i just, think that for man, me just... no matter how complicated it is i haven't had anything that's that complicated in because i'm probably not doing big work like you guys um you know like you look at a desk and you look at all the joints and crap that's a lot of joints and glue up but I don't do sub assemblies. Yeah, I don't do it all at once. So yeah, everything broken down is is pretty. So far, I haven't had that problem. Um, my shop's yeah. my shop's too small, Ben. I don't have a big <laughs> shop like you. I can't do yeah, big yeah, complicated yeah. glue ups. <laughs> I, I've had I've had really good luck with it, with the old brown glue too. You know, like furniture furniture pieces. I I use I use a lot of hide glue. Um, it's reversible too yeah yeah well (laughs) that's all i hear about it man you 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 do restoration work and you oh yeah you you quickly realize how important that is that's (laughs) funny because i've always been like why the hell do i want it reversible (laughs) oh man if you get around freddie roman you better be using something that's reversible yeah (laughs) you're gonna get a good scolding otherwise if you you, you do restoration work, you know that's funny I've done a lot of restoration work and, and hide glue is a, is a huge, that's, that's a huge thing to, um, you know, for repairability. It's, it's the difference between ruined, right. Something that can be fixed and live and live on. But do you hate it? I mean, how do you undo a joint? uh, Steam. Ah. All right. So, so the way that I get joints apart, so, so veneers, you can't just put heat to it. Right. You, you have to put, you have to put heat and moisture to it. Okay. So, so you can iron, but, but then you can end up with problems with scalding mm-hmm. and then, but a, a wallpaper steamer. Oh yeah. Is a, is a fantastic tool, especially if you rig it up with a, um, oh, like some pneumatic fittings. So like what you, um, like a, uh, think of like an air gun. Like a pinpoint air gun, right? Um, you can use one of those on the end of a. I use one of those on the end of a wallpaper steamer, and then I've got a pinpoint of steam, and I, I can take the veneer off of, off of everything. I mean, I can take veneer off so cleanly that you can see all of the all of the writing that was on. Wow. Underneath. <laughs> that's you know, awesome. That's pretty so it's amazing. The heat, it's the heat from the steam that's that's doing that's, the trick. Yeah, it's, it's it, right? Essentially, mm-hmm. like uh, um, you know, when you when you steam bend wood, it's it's really the heat, not yeah, the moisture. But but with the with the hide glue, it's the moisture because you're mm. you're rehydrating that glue. Right. The heat won't won't do it. But but how you get a joint apart is you wow, can, that's awesome. you, can either, you can either heat vinegar up and you can get get things apart. Or another good trick is to drill like a small hole down into the joint, and then again using that wallpaper steamer with a pinpoint. Well, you can use a basketball pump needle. 
Oh, nice. Oh, that's awesome. And, and you can feed that steam right down into the that's right pretty into awesome. the joint. That is way cool. And, yeah, and I just the, I just say no. Yeah. <laughs> I just say so say they want something fixed, I send just it say to no. Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> I know a guy on Instagram that can do that. I know a guy now. No, I'm too <laughs> That's pretty cool. Now. <laughs> that's a yeah. Yeah. It's a whole nother craft, right? I mean refinishing furniture. Yeah, the whole nother craft. But you can you know, you can have pieces of furniture that you know, that are a hundred years old that have a problem. Right. And you can fix them and then they can live on for another hundred years. Yeah, that's that's so problem cool. with, with the stuff that's not reversible is, is that you have a problem with that. Done. <laughs> you can't fix it. So it's just, you know. So you steam it apart with this that was held together with hide glue. And then when you fix it and repair it and send it back into the world, now it has epoxy. No, <laughs> no, I'm that's joking. Yeah. But that's, Why I'm did joking. it fell? <laughs> but that's that. That's the other big benefit to it is that is that the hide glue will stick to hide glue. Okay. So you can put you can put more hide glue on it. Well, and it, you know another benefit is it's edible. That's true. Yes. <laughs> and it smells great I'm if you burn it. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if it is edible. <laughs> Don't, well, I know it does not smell great. Don't I've, try it. <laughs> I, I've, 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 heard, I've smelled that in a shop before, where they, they, they cooked it, and oh man, it smells up the place. Oh, yeah, if you cook it, if you, it's if horrid. It, oh, really? Yeah. See, I've yeah. never. And that, so, what's the difference? So, something's different. Is it the urea or whatever? Like with the um, old brown glue. Yeah, old brown glue has urea. Okay. Which is that's a retarder. Right. And that, and that's where it really comes in handy on like chairs. Or furniture pieces. Well, you don't have to heat it up. You, I mean, you, you put it in like hot, like warm water. Is that the deal? Yeah, you you put it in hot water and it and it and it um, it makes it liquid and it'll stay liquid for right. You, know, you don't good, need a pot. You don't need to boil a pot or whatever the heck. Yeah, it, it's just a little easier to use. But it's it's what's what's a what's a major difference between traditional um, high glue. High glue. <laughs> well, with with high glue, high glue you can do you can do like rub joints. And you can do you can do veneer hammering. Oh yeah. Okay, so you can you can you can veneer things without I mean with with nothing more than right than a veneer hammer. You don't need to you don't need a vacuum bag. You don't need right. Big, right. You don't need any of that stuff. And and just, yeah, right around curves because and everything it dries. Else. That's it, it, that's how they used to it do it. Once, cures, once right? it once it well it it has an initial tack. tack yeah. So once it cools, it is when it's curing, I guess. Well, it it cools and it has an initial tack that'll hold the piece down, hmm. and then as it as it dehydrates, it will continue to pull that piece down. That's even cool. tighter, you know, because it's you know the the glue. You're basically uh, uh, yeah. I'm trying to think how to explain that. It it works great. Right. Um, well, and I've heard that... people try to iron um, with uh, old brown glue and it doesn't work, and that's because it has the urea in it, right? Yeah, with with old brown glue, it's got urea in it. So think think of the way I think of it is that old brown glue needs to be clamped, right? Mm. Okay, and hide glue doesn't really need to be clamped. Right. I mean, you can you can take two boards and you can put hot hide glue in between them, and you push them together and you slide them, you know, back, back and, and forth, forth. And, until they stick, until they stop, mm -hmm. and then they're and you're stuck. done. Yeah, you, just, you have to set them off to the side right. to let them to let them dehydrate Oof. and dry. But that's pretty cool. Know, 
that's it. You don't you don't need clamps. How about the method of applying veneer with um, like PVA glue, and then you just let it dry and oh, over and, and iron and it. Then put your <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's kind of cool and everything, but I thought God, there's got to be an easy. There's got to be an easier way. Yeah, I've done it, yeah. just screwing around, but not. I'm like not on that commission. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's going yeah. in the vacuum bag, man. Yeah. yeah, that seems sketchy because it seems like you'd be heating one area and loosening another. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, that's a little odd. I've. I've one time I just messed around with. Uh, I had a curve and I just. I, the way I clamped it up was with shrink wrap, and I was mm. shocked. I mean, it worked. I was like, "Damn, that was amazing!" It was a little uh, apron. There's a veneer going around this curve, and I, I didn't want to make a form because you know, you put in a bag, you need to have a positive form because it's it's going to explode unless you do it outside of a bag without a platen. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm not doing that. So I just <laughs> shrink wrapped it with like a uh, door skin over the front, you know, wax paper, <laughs> and then just shrink, 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 and that shrink wrap. It will continue sh to shrink. And I was shocked. I mean, it was down. And this was for me, you know, so I was like, yeah, whatever. Right. I do a lot of those experiments. Yeah, it's like, for your own it's stuff. bad for me, but if it was for a client, I'm like, nope. I don't, know, I don't know if you guys remember that desk that I posted not too long ago with, with the um, the handles that were integrated into the marketry. Oh, yeah. Named after? My mom. Yeah. Emma. Emma. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, they were, name. I believe, seven layers of walnut veneers that I had you know cut resawed and I put them in a on a on a form um I, first I sprayed them with veneer softener and wrapped them around like a, a dowel or something to, so they would kind of get the basic shape right and once they were, took the basic shape I took the seven layers and I wrapped them around a form with glue between the layers I remember it was a big you know mess but um wrapped them around this form and then I took uh strips of inner tube like basically rubber bands and just wrapped them I saw that you you showed a did you show a video of that? I I, th I think I did. I, I showed the forms, but I don't know. If, I don't remember if I showed the. Okay, you may the, not show the, the actual the, glue the up. rubber strips. Right, That's but cool. um, it it works so well. Right, sometimes I was, basic. I was surprised. I you know I really you know a lot of times you're just experimenting for the first time. Right. And sometimes it's a winner. Oh, so yeah. that one came out good. And then they you know they they come out of the forms and they. They look horrendous, but you know they yeah. had, they had to get shaped. Yeah, yeah, of course. And then zero glue lines. I was so impressed. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. You know, they they so. do a lot of that in um oh what is the school Dave not Dave Marks dang it it's a school in England they're on Instagram oh, I can't remember that Dave Savage David the Savage School have you heard of that mm. I'm just making stuff up. I think it's David's I don't know Savage School. It's a really it's an amazing. There's a lot school. of talent out there. I know that. Yeah, but um, they do a ton of work like you're talking about. With they use commercial veneers and they will somewhat they, they glue it up right and then they free form it around these crazy forms and uh, vacuum bagging outside. You know, of, there's no platen and then once it yeah. comes out, it looks horrendous. It's just this. <laughs> Big, ugly. Big. I mean, and, but then they go in and shape it, and some of the Start stuff shaping it, yeah. they're doing is unbelievable. It really is I, amazing. I wish I could remember the name. If it comes to me, I'll mention it towards the end. But, uh, <laughs> my my buddy went there um, uh, to school there for a little while. It's pretty freaking amazing. Anyhow, well, hey, uh, do you guys want to talk a little bit about um, <laughs> big tools and moving big tools? And I know, yeah, ben, yeah, that's you, weird. Uh, that's weird. 
Talk is that is that the topic? That's somewhat the topic, I guess. Um, yeah, we're gonna use for a topic. So I, I I got that I got that shaper. So I, I I picked up a shaper off of Craigslist. Did you bring a top with you? I didn't bring a tarp with me. <laughs> but that you the, know better, don't you? That'd be the <laughs> smart thing to do. <laughs> Anytime you're hauling cast iron, right. I I know that's yeah. what I would have I would have done the same thing. I'm like it's nice blue clear sky I've, I've get been it. there I, done I that checked, yeah I, I checked the weather there was zero percent chance <laughs> and and it just poured on oh us. my gosh oh well Man. oh well. well that looks like a nice it, shaper yeah it's it it um uh yeah it it, it 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 was kind of a dog you know i mean but but for what i'm going to use it for you know it, it, it it's going to work it's going to work perfectly right you know the, the guy had, the guy had gotten a new um, or new to him, um, SCM, uh, a, a T110, uh, which those are great shapers. He had gotten a, another green, uh, probably a mid-90s um, unit that replaced this one. And, you know, it, um, but, you know, that, that unit was like, you know, he got he got a smoking deal on it, at, at, and it was like $3,000. Right. Mm. I bought this one from him for you know five hundred and twenty, which is a bucks. heck of a deal, man. It's a that's a it's a good deal, but man, you man, you you, you still you question yourself, you know. That thing's been it's got this clown paint job on it, right. and and it runs somebody, smooth, right? I mean, it run it runs smooth, but somebody had monkeyed with it, where like the like there's a a spanner nut that that would be oh yeah, yeah. it was a little it was a little bit chewed. It was chewed up. Probably so from would, a pipe wrench. Yeah, you would loosen that. You loosen that. <laughs> you wanted to remove the shaft, not, not if you were to put cutters on. Right. You know, right. There's a separate nut. Yes. Yeah, switch out the this shaft, is, the inch and a quarter, three quarter, whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, so that thing had been chewed up. So you're like, ah, geez, you know, that's that that, that you question, and then and then there there was there was no badging on the motor oh weird there's nothing that says like horsepower or amperage oh that's weird and it's a three it's a three-phase motor but i know i've seen enough of those machines that you know you can kind of you can recognize you know like an like an scm yeah that's kind of what i thought straight away when i saw it you got you got a bunch of there's there's all these fins that are on it and and it, it just it, it looked right you know i mean it's it's the right motor it's the original motor they probably took the tags off to to paint it blue maybe, <laughs> yeah, put them back maybe. did they yeah. paint the motor <laughs> no the inside didn't get painted it was just it must have been in the school right. or something you know back in the back in the day where that was kind of the thing to do was to paint all of the machines the same color scheme right wow i don't, I don't or, know or but, prison yeah or prison. <laughs> yeah yeah um but you know it it ran well, i saw your video with you put like a, a quarter or something yeah i put a nickel i put a nickel, nickel on the table and started it up and it you know to from zero i love the way it, it winds up i mean they just, they just yeah they just screams horsepower and, yeah and, that's beautiful and accuracy yeah it, it winds up real nice and then when you turn it off it winds down real right. nice mm-hmm. and the the um the shaft you know i was able to put a um a dial indicator on it you know it had it had 1000 of run that's amazing up, that's up at the up at the end of it you mean well you know when you turn it in on the middle or 
where the where, the, where the cutter would be, I guess. So so yeah, the shaft. So there's a um, you know, basically kind of in the middle of the shaft. I just you know one of those style indicators that has a magnet, magnetic you base. Turn, yeah, you can turn the magnet on and you can send that thing over to it. And then I just I I reach down. Um, you know, the power off, I turn the shaft by, by turning the motor, you know, the motor mm-hmm. on a pulley system. So I'm not like, I'm not influencing grab- anything. I'm not grabbing the shaft and turning it. Cause hey, you, can- you watch your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it, and, it and looked it, like, it looks like a really good machine. And yeah. like you said, especially if you're going to use it for, for, um, uh, you know, using patterns yeah, I with just a pattern bit. To- I got one of those Amana bits on order. Oh, did you from, get the um the, the insert? The insert. Yeah, I got one of those from um, Tools Today. Stan Houston. Well, I oh. got it from I got it from Stan Houston, who's my I've got I've got a good my good friend. Um, his name's Bryce Strasser. He's he's my rep. Okay. That comes down from Stan Houston, and man, he's they, he's treated me so well on on so many different things that I I try to get whatever I can yeah. through them. When you know, if there's something that I can get, I always give them like first. Yeah, tips. we we have the same situation as a, a store in Austin Weatherford's company, and you kind of want his name's Jim. And how are you still in business? So anytime I can, you know, call them or get my blades or whatever from them, they you know they mark it up a little bit. That's okay, uh, but just to. <laughs> They, you know, they treat you so well. You know, it's like you hate to see those, those guys, those little dealers uh, disappear. Yeah, and, the, and those are the guys that that you know, when you're looking for a piece of equipment, right? You know, they're gonna help you, out. help you out. He's the guy right. that he's the guy that says, "I know somebody that's got one." Right. Well, and you can call him up. You know, you can call him and actually yeah. talk to the guy. You know, it's pretty awesome. Have you ever used uh, one of those bits before? Uh, I with the I insert. Have... I have not used one of those, but I mean, I've got I've got the insert head on on the planer and my joint right. now. Same. Those are both. Those are both. Heard. Yeah, that thing looks amazing. I I'm, I'm really impressed with what I've seen. Well, I have uh, that really bit. just on Instagram. I have but... it. They they uh, Tulsa they sent that out to me, but man, I'm bummed because I need all the shaft. Yeah, I need a longer shaft because I can't remember the size shaft I have, um, but it's not long enough. By the time you put the bearing on. Yeah. And then you put it on, and the, the knot—it's there's 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 no thread. There's, not there's nothing. There. Yeah, that thing was three three and a quarter in height, and then the bearings like another, probably another three quarter. Right. Yeah. So you're at four inches then. Right. Yeah, and I don't have the you know the, the only inch and a quarter shaft I have is a I don't know what you'd call it, but it's basically you can use it for inch and a quarter you know bits. ID bits, right? But then it also has the thread at the top with the taper inside, so you can put the uh, router, the adapter, the adapter, yeah, the router bit yeah. adapter on it. So I think it's mm-hmm. a specialized type one, and that's why it's smaller. Um, okay. You know, so I'm like, man, I know this machine probably had the one I need at some point, but I just need to order one. I and that's why I wish I had a rep. You need to ask your rep to see uh, see if he knows <laughs> where to get one. Who's from. the guy in Texas? Yeah. All right. Well, I, I could. Uh, I can certainly. I can certainly ask. I tell you, I, you go online and you can't talk to anyone. I just want to speak to yeah. someone and be like, "This yeah. is what I need." I can't right. find anyone. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if SC. We'll see if SCM start. They seem to be starting to like having a resurgence in the market. I think so. I know a lot of those places have gone to. I know that the place that I go to, they've they've pretty much have gone to styles. Right. Uh, 
you know, so and gone gone kind of away from SCM. And, the, and part of it has to do with the fact that they just it was just tougher and tougher and tougher to get like service. Right. Um, when you see but the I, SCM, I think, aren't they sponsoring the woodworking? Uh, yeah. The fine woodworking yeah. show, too. The, the fine woodworking show, they're sponsoring that now. The, That's why I'm saying I'm, I'm sure if they're not trying to right. like get back in, um, do, do a better job. Right, right. They they make they make fantastic equipment. Yeah. You know? Um. But they it it just seemed like they were kind of falling down on the customer service. On the, yeah. On the service service side of things, and that you know I'm sure that just had to do with that they were trying to you know cut you know um cut things to try to survive. Right. You know? I mean everything everything in 2008 2009 just tanked. Right. <laughs> right. And, and <clears throat> keep their head above water you know right. so mm. so um, you unloaded that with uh, a forklift and yeah how did you get and, it on your was it a truck or what how, how did you move that okay yeah so that's that that was kind of like the things that we were wanting to talk about was just like moving <laughs> like moving equipment right. and you know this one this one was small enough that i could put it in the back of my pickup so i drove i drove old old trusty rusty up to uh to up to watertown south dakota which was a couple hours north of us and and he had a forklift on that end and so you know we were able to put it in the back of my truck with the forklift and then when we when i got back home the the guy that um is across the street from me um he's got a forklift or or i could rent a forklift but the guy across the street you know he Uh, he that's a good friend to have right there it is no kidding yeah (laughs) he's the same guy that i um uh i've got a i've got a man lift um, like uh, uh, I used it on the windows out, out at the project that I worked on before. It's like a drive around man lift, you know, that has a basket that you put you in. He, this guy, and and I own that together. We went into cahoots together with it. So, um, so the forklift is is one is on this was the right fit. Right. But normally, normally the thing that I do, like like I had to move my whole shop. And man, the best the best way that I found to move a shop or to move like a big piece of equipment is um with Ford? a with a Penske truck with a with a lift gate on the back. Sure. No you kidding. can rent those things and they've got you know, they got a lift gate on the back and if you've got a pallet jack Yeah, that and a pallet jack would be did, a deal. Those, do you, you have a panel saw? I don't have a panel saw. I wonder because no. I, I had to move that panel saw. Do you think you could do that on one of those? Does um, it have to fit on I the lift, right? It has to fit on the lift. I mean, I've put in, you know, I've put like like my wide belt sander right. went on the lift. Yeah. You know, and that was that was maybe questionable. I don't think it could handle the weight, but like the size of a stupid like my combo machine, the thing's so big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you'd have to probably try to try to well for sure take like the like the like the um Oh, the slider mechanism. Right. Trying to get that as can. I, I'm sure there's limitations right, to it. Right. But man, you can do so much with with a with a pallet jack. Right. And and a truck with a lift gate. You know that you just you go just go rent. Yeah, it. that's pretty awesome. Right. Rent it, rent it and and. I, I had to, I had to borrow a pallet jack for both the both both my hammers that sliding table saw. I needed a pallet jack, and, and for the uh, for the A three forty one combo. The, the the joiner planer because he you know how joiners are a little little sketchy anyway to move because you don't want to be manhandling them by the beds right. 
Yeah, especially a combo. combo yeah, I mean, all over in the instructions, it just had you know just over and over, do not lift this by the but, by the by the joiner yeah. beds, and so um, a pallet jack was worked worked really well for That's that. That's pretty nice, man. You guys are really good at knowing the names of your tools. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad. I'm like the FJ six six five two one zero. What the heck is that? That's only because I'm in love with that thing. Been staring at it for the last week, right? I, I couldn't believe how smooth it was. I mean, it just zero snipe and nice. you know zero tear out. Yeah, and, yeah, and the planer. And you know, people describe them as being quiet. They're not quiet. There's, you know, no joiner or planer is ever going to be quiet. They're quiet compared they're not to loud. straight knives, right? Yeah, they're they're. Yeah, they're not as loud right. as, as straight knives. But they get described as being quiet, right. which I thought was really humorous when I turned mine on. <laughs> yeah, in, in comparison. Though. Do you in have comparison, um, yes. on that planar mode, do you have two speeds? It does not. And, and man, I tell you, like, I know I, I wish, people. I wish all planers had. Right. Why should? Why don't they? I know. Um, they should. Oh, what's his? Oh, dang it! What's his name? Is it Tim Coleman? I know he like rigged up some bicycle chain gear mechanism. No, that's that's Rousseau. Rousseau okay, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, I remember seeing that somewhere. And I think we we've spoke about that before. But my that was the one really downside of my machine. Like you said, no snipe cuts beautifully i've been doing walnut mahogany you know ash whatever and then i threw that figured maple through there oh my goodness it just tore it up no matter what i did and it was going too fast i was freaking out i was like what the heck and then i sent it through my my two-speed uh dewalt and it was beautiful put on the low speed oh i think i remember i remember a post about oh, that oh man i was like yeah it, it, it kind of freaked me out for a minute because i was like man this isn't working i'm gonna have to go for my stupid drum sander or take it take it to my friend <laughs> take, just take a wide yeah belt. my friend down the road has a wide belt but man it's like I, it takes so much time to thickness something so i was playing with the idea yeah, that... well let me plane it close but you know how that is if you take out a big enough chip it's like well yeah. crap you know but but i'm telling you i went and got new knives for that the wall and in my head i'm playing that game i'm like i just spent a crap load of money in this machine and i'm but how about, back how about to a, an insert cutter? An insert cu cutter would do it for sure. But man, yeah, those are freaking expensive for, for a 16-inch uh, a insert cutter. I don't even know how many inserts are on there. There's a I hate I hate <laughs> changing inserts. I know you don't have to change them often, but I hate changing them. And I think it's just because that was a part of my job when I was a lab tech for wood you know woodworking school. I had to do that many many times, and I hated it. And there was. <laughs> oh they got they got abused so bad two by fours with concrete on it and you know it's like three hours on one machine with this tercer head it's like 30 seconds i'm done i'm really sharp um but anyhow yeah that, that was the only I thing guess that i didn't like i wish it had two speed and the newer ones do so i was just wondering if yours had it no it i, I guess it doesn't need it with that you yes know, with, uh, you got the uh, helical that spiral helical insert. yeah it's, it's still those it's things still are so it's still, I mean, even with the helical, because because that that Powermatic that I've got that's got a helical in it, it's got two speeds. Right. When it comes down, it comes down to the end and and like final pass. You know, um, you know, I I slow I, it down. I pull it onto the slow and and yeah. I it, it just makes sense. That's really nice. I just take a, take a whisper off of it. You know, mm -hmm. to, to finish it up. And man, it's 
I want one that's variable speed. Yeah, right. No kidding. Well, I don't know. You can that's you what... can rig it. I mean, there's there's a way, but yeah. I'm not. You know, it's like yeah, maybe next time I'll I'll look into that. But I I tell you what, you know, I think that type of truck you're talking about. I went up when I had to move this machine. Um, I was kind of freaking out because I bought it and it's like, all right, it's in San Antonio. That's only about an hour or so away. That's not bad. I just kept thinking, how the heck am I going to get it? And I've got a, I've got a, 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 what do you call him? I wouldn't say necessarily a friend, acquaintance that he has a lot of machinery and he moves a lot of machines um, and he has his own tow truck. And so I was kind of messing around the idea of borrowing his tow truck. And then I ended up, you know, I was like, I don't want to be kind of indebted to this guy. Let me just, let me rent a tow truck. Let me just call a tow truck guy, not rent it. Let me call a tow truck guy and say, my car's broken down. Let him get there. And then be like, psych, <laughs> it's not a car. It's actually <laughs> a combo machine. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. I, I spoke to the guy and, um, you know, I just said, I said, hey, so this this may be kind of weird. I said, he goes, you got a car broken down? I said, no, I got a, a big <laughs> machine that needs to be picked up. And man, he was down for it. He was like, He's well, like, he goes, yeah, something new. Well, huh? And he said, something he goes, different. can it sit on? on four points and i went yeah and he goes not on wheels like it's it just sits down i'm like yeah absolutely he's like can it get up on wheels to be able to drag it on there i'm like dude not a problem it's been done this way before and i didn't think of it it was uh the gentleman i brought it from uh he he's the one that said well i've moved it twice with a tow truck and i was like that's genius and i tell you what for like a big cumbersome machine it was fantastic the, that that yeah. ramp came down and just telescoped out right by the machine. We jacked the machine up. We put these big hefty casters over under all the uh, the points, the legs, and then the guy That's just awesome. hit this uh, wrench or whatever it's called up to it and just turned it on and dragged that sucker on there. And then yeah. once he leveled up, we just took off the uh, the casters, jacked it up, took off the casters, let it sit, strapped it down, and it came back to the shop. And I mean, he just reached right into my shop, dropped it down, and <laughs> just pushed it up. I mean, hooked it back. It, it stayed hooked up, so he just kind of eased off on on it and just let it, just let gravity work, you know? That's it was great. It was fantastic. <laughs> I was like, God, that was so smooth. But um, yeah, yeah. That, that's a great way to do it. And the other way to do it is if is if you have like here in town we've got a a, a place that rents tools or rent rents equipment right. and they have um they have what's called a drop deck trailer yeah so it the whole like the whole um bed of the trailer drops down to the ground right. you can pull the piece of equipment onto it with a pallet jack or if it's got a mobile base you can just wheel it onto it and then it lifts it back up and it and it goes down the road that's how they get like a, oh that's how they get forklifts around or, something really heavy that yeah the heavy that, that can't, go up or ramp. That's, can't go up or ramp. yeah that's pretty cool you mm -hmm. know and it, and and that's something that you can rent right. like you just rent the trailer right, right. i was shocked and, how cheap it was go, with the tow truck yeah, it's like two hundred bucks. I was like, "That's awesome," <laughs> you know. Yeah, and then gladly. Uh -huh. And then did did he drive it from? Yeah, he drove it. It was his. his like he's yeah. picking up a car. I mean, he just sure. He just treated it like a car, you know. I was like, "No special fee." He goes, "No." He goes, "It's all good." Like I tipped repo. him pretty heavily too. I was like, "Dude, I was so excited." But, yeah, that's but great. It, 
yeah, I've, I think the only the bigger thing I've moved is a house. <laughs> and that was a nightmare. <laughs> the, those hammer machines, you know, they come on a on a on a skid on a pallet, and you know, first task is to get it off the truck, right, into your shop, and, and then get it okay, off and, oh. and get it off the pallet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, the pallet jack, so you got to make a long ramp, and you know, they give you pretty good instruction right. on how to do it it's so, fun uh, i mean i, I, love I almost bought a pallet move jack stuff like that and, yeah just figuring pipes it out. and it stuff is. moving stuff around right. oh man i've taken my pipe clamps apart yep, taking the, absolutely the pony parts off and it goes back to, to the basic around. tools you know <laughs> ramps <laughs> yeah, Egyptian wedges, style <laughs> yeah it's all levers and pulleys yeah that's fantastic <laughs> it's kind of funny that i have an 80 gallon air compressor and um i okay i was a lot younger and a lot bigger and stronger but i unloaded that thing by myself man i uh made a crazy ramp and and bear hugged it and and eased it off there and looking back that thing could have yeah. killed me man. <laughs> i've done some stupid stuff <laughs> like that <laughs> not a good idea but i did i i was i was pretty eager right. to get it home and in my shop I i've guess. got caught underneath a machine <laughs> it was really stupid lucky my wife was right there but it uh the pallet broke and so i'm Oof. i'm easing it off she's like you sure it's just, it was a wedge bed planer a delta 18 inch heavy son of a biscuit and i'm having to just wiggle 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 and i trip like it it broke the pallet broke it started t- tipping to me and i tripped and it it came right down on me but it was really weird it was kind of real slow and it's almost like i had to lay down <laughs> and like just hold on to it because it was just gonna crush me and like my wife was there she wasn't really paying too much attention i'm like help <laughs> wow <laughs> man should just like ease it off of me oh it scared the crap out of me pulled, pulled oh, my back yeah. pretty good too it, that was a stupid stupid moment i was like okay. what happened to that thing it's still sitting like in my shop on oh i actually got it up on casters now and i've never tuned it up i started having to make a living <laughs> i was like i'll get around to it a, a friend of mine gave me a phase converter for it but i'm probably gonna end up selling it i don't i don't know I don't need I don't need another planer. It just ends up being a redundancy and if that's the case then, yeah, yeah, I've got two yeah. planers. You end up using the one that's your favorite right. unless you know, I mean there's some tools, you know, like two two table saws of course is very handy. Two band saws. I, I used to have three band saws. Yeah. One of them was exclusive for for just crappy little cuts or even particle board. And then the other one was for curved cuts and then my resaw. Right. And and they're set up yep. that way and really you know, oh, it's, yeah, I got two bandsaws, quarter inch and, and one three quarter inch, and it's fantastic. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that works great. I think two. you and I have the same um, 18 inch. Yeah, the um, I have a one inch blade on the Risley. Yeah, and it, you know, I'm say what you want, but some some of the Grizzly tools are really good, and that bandsaw the bandsaw is fantastic, awesome. fantastic. It, it is accurate for the price and everything. I, I put mine on. I put mine on a on a wheel. I made a cart for it. Right, right. Um, and I I seldom move it, but you know if I want to clean behind it or whatever, it's easy to right. do. Or if I'm cutting something really awkward or long or weird shape, I can get it off the wall. Right. Yeah. You know that's but, the thing people ask me a lot about is how how do you set up a shop and make it really functional and you know what should go on a mobile base and what shouldn't and, and it's I think ideal shop nothing's on a mobile base. You know ideally yeah, right if, if your shop's ideal, big enough you got a big enough shop you know i mean and, and that's just not usually the case but for, if you're doing it as a living and you have to roll things in and out you're wasting time 
but there are yeah. certain machines in my shop i have to i have um you know obviously my but the thing that really annoys me is my my drum sander it's the big 36 inch i think it is the, the double head um drum sander and it's got this like spider base like the legs stick out for like a mile it's ridiculous and it, it just gets <laughs> in the way and i only use that thing when i do veneers and it just it drives me nuts so it's on it's on a base but it still drives me nuts my little planer is on a on a cart and that's that's it you know everything else is out and i just i just step up and go you know Mm -hmm. anyhow yeah i don't know i i I keep everything on a base for the most part or not a base but i I can move pretty much everything you have a big enough shop (laughs) how big is your shop you yeah his shop is so big he could. Bolt I know, right? What, what is the square footage of your shop, Ben? <laughs> it's it's twenty five hundred. Uh, well, but the twenty five. The thing is, though, is the thing is, is though, is is that by having everything like like mobile, you can move it around. Like you're not necessarily going to move it around like every day, right. but but you get a job and you know that like I'm going to be using that that tool and that tool and that tool. It's nice to be able to like have you know pull those things out or like right now I've got. I've got three, you know, with the with those doors. I've got three tables set up, you know, three four foot by eight foot tables set up. One's got the vacuum bag on it. One I'm using for for like gluing up um, the stave right. floors, mm-hmm. and then the other one has got a piece of pink foam on it that I'm using like a like a, a cut. Um, yeah, to cut on top. Right. To cut cut veneers down to right. size or. or well, it depends on your but, work, right? Too. I mean, it. Yeah, it, it really you does. And get to learn that then, when you go, yeah. right? It depends on what you're I've doing. Because I've moved my but, shop, and I've only had my own actual shop, which, by the way, is 800 square feet. Um, I've only had it for three years as Philip Morty Furniture, and I've I've done three serious moves. So I've, I have been really thankful that I haven't like just gone nuts and like really hardwired or dedicated stuff to actual place where I had the freedom to still move it but I'm more and more I'm getting to the point where I'm like I, I, I haven't moved that in a year it's, I don't see why I would ever move that you know um, mm-hmm. but in a small shop it's really tough and it depends on your work like you said Ben even though you've got a big shop sometimes depending on the work like those huge doors you may want to move some crap out of the way so you can set up some other benches so you can just you yeah. know well, stage said, it said, yeah I set those tables up, but like the next job, those those tables are probably going to get folded right. up and not be used. Man, I wish and I had then... room to do that. I really do. I do too. My my shop is is really a um, it's actually three different areas. It's a it's a two two stall garage connected to what was once an RV storage, and then on the other side of that is another ten by oh whatever that width is about thirty two feet. So. Altogether, it's about 1,380 square feet, nice. but there's walls between, so it, it, it's challenging. Do you have, so, like, a machine room, a bench room, and, like, a finishing, or? I, I kind of have, yes, I, yeah. That's um, nice. But I have to cover my machines for my finish room, which is the garage, okay. and turn off the water heater. <laughs> <laughs> Blow yourself up. You know, <laughs> right. Um, but I've got it set up really good with um, vacuum or a, you know, a, a fan and I can get a really good airflow through there. Um, you know, that bookcase and all that, I, I finished it here. That's nice. That's really nice. And if I can finish outside, if depending on the, on the right. weather, I, I, it's That's ideal. I you know, a lot of people ask, everything. a lot of people say, don't you get bugs and stuff? Right. Occasionally you do, but, um, it just depends on the time right. of year. 
I can't always do it, but if it's if you can, yeah, it's really I pretty ideal. much have to. For me, I mean, it's mm-hmm. very rare that I have to shoot in my shop, and the occasions I do, I try to cover some machines up just because you know once it all settles, it will come back down. But I also I'll shoot, and the finish cures really fast. The conversion varnish, and yeah. I'll spray, and I'll turn the lights off. Just I don't know if it's a myth, but it freaks me out because those the ballast and the lights and stuff they always kind of spark it. I don't know, but like all that fumes. <laughs> Yeah, it would be hard to. to I think so. That, like, so. I think that's been kind of busted. Like, people, I've heard that discussion mm-hmm. so many times, and people are like, no, that would be really, really, really difficult. We 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 used to spray, and this is probably not something <laughs> that's you know, <laughs> suggest or anything. But it was a uh, it was a, a a heater, you know, an overhead heater, a shop heater with an open flame. Oh wow! So yes, spraying lacquer. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I've seen that. I've seen that same yeah. thing. That's, that's kind of freak. But I would I probably a, not a good idea. I have a draw fan too. Yeah. So I would, you know, it's Huge right help. in the gable end, and I'll just I let it kind of cure for a little bit because I don't want to. You know, you turn it on, you're also going to suck up the dust in your shop, and I mean that thing will suck the air out of that shop pretty fast. So I, you know, five minutes, I'll kind of reach back in, turn just it let it on, kick, kick let it a little kick, bit, and then turn yeah, it turn on. it on, and yeah. it sucks it out. It still stinks for like yeah. a month, but. <laughs> but I usually shoot outside. But anyhow, well, hey guys, um, uh, it's uh, I think we've pretty much gone over by <laughs> yeah. twenty minutes. No way. Sorry, we Not did. <laughs> we're having too much fun. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's a show. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Once again, thanks a ton for checking out another fantastic and informative episode of Woodworkers Podcast. We absolutely appreciate it. If you have any questions, you can certainly shoot us an email. And that's info at woodworkerspodcast.com. Also, we look forward to, to your input and feedback on the show, as well as suggestions on other topics for future shows. So on behalf of Ben and Phil, I'm Ramon, and we'll see you on the next episode of Woodworkers Podcast. Cheers. Ciao, guys. Right on. Great Thanks talking to you guys. Likewise. Ciao.